welcome to the Jellyfish and Shovel Show. This is B Jellyfish, and right now I'm in studio with Sergio, and he is a young individual um, who comes from us, um, Chicago via LA. I mean, he's an Angelino, if at, you ask at this me. Point, yeah, seventeen, eighteen years. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like after ten years, we kind of own you. Definitely. Yeah, you've become a Californian. I'm an LA kid for sure. You are. I like to just pretend that you are. Tell everybody you are. We're just going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so two Angelinos sitting in the studio and um, we've been kind of talking about different things, different topics than just like, hey, I'm dating. Right. Um, because there's so many different things that we all go through in our lives. And part of it is how to handle and manage our emotions and mental thoughts, our mind thoughts <laughs> yeah. when things go down, when you've had that relationship and now it's either you guys have broken up or unfortunately for Sergio and I, we've had the unfortunate um, experience of losing our partners, our life partners early in life rather than later. And that has a whole other set of things to go off of or to have to learn from i mean that's a whole i mean i don't even think there was something like that big and life-changing there's not even a a word big enough to describe what individually people go through when they have to go through that or yeah handle that i mean there's i agree so many different things that mentally and physically and broken heart and and navigating through that and we all navigate through through loss and grief so differently. And usually in our 20s and 30s, um, w the loss that we, we feel is that from a pet, maybe a friend, and uh, maybe job loss or something like this. But these, these final thoughts are these final um, feelings of like loss that we can't get back uh, is the hard part to grapple with and to juggle and to manage on a daily basis. And... I, I for one, and I feel like Sergio feels this way. You can tell me if you don't, babe. Okay. Um, that I feel like we all need to like be a little bit more open to hearing about it and learning how to respond to it. I, I think being open definitely and talking about it more is so important, especially now in today's world. I don't think enough people acknowledge it and speak of it and, and are open to it. Um, I, I think it's good to be open and talk about those things so the other people that feel alone or feel like they're feeling like this different person or different thing going through it like we're, we all we all hurt and we all lose and we all you know go through these crazy emotions and life-changing emotion that we just it needs to be talked about. It needs to be addressed. Yeah. And I feel like us as a community or people as a community, um, whoever your tribe is, whoever you congregate with, um, just having that open kind of vibe about whatever people bring up, they need to like talk about it. And you might not be interested in it at the time, or you might be like, oh, this is bumming out the whole vibe right now. But right. <laughs> like, just get over that part. And because a lot of the time in life, the only thing I can really think about is either myself or how I treat my eight-year-old child is like, this is only for a moment. This isn't the rest of the day. Like, it's not going to bring down the rest of the day if someone needs to like bring up what they're going through. 
and the, and the reason why Sergio and I are kind of talking about this is I feel like in our experience, it's been really hard to lean on people. I think it's, it's, I think it's hard to lean on people. And I think it's hard that you say, you know, for, to lean on people. And I think that comes along with, with loss. We've also lost our trust in people and other, and, and just things. And we no longer feel like we we shut down and we no longer trust and we don't think that anyone else is capable to even even take the time to sit and want to listen to us but i do think when it comes to being open and talking about it and we should regardless regardless of what the vibe is i don't give a fuck what the vibe is yeah like if right you have something to talk about it's like and and obviously not share it with just some random person but i think it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so important even if you do meet a random person and you guys do you know communicate on, on some life things and and I think it's important to share those things and not yeah. not and be vulnerable. Yes. Being vulnerable is actually in our society and I feel like for our generation we happen to be the same, you know, young age. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and I especially our generation being vulnerable was looked at as being weak and when you would show your vulnerabilities that's showing a weakness and one of the things that I love about my child's generation, the generation alpha and the digital natives is they they are more empathetic and and showing empathy and showing who you are and being like kind of just open to the world is actually seen as a strength now because it is it's so hard to be vulnerable it's so hard to open up and not feel like you're going to be attacked for it well because well because now we we especially now i feel like we are more attacked and criticized and ridiculed and every single little thing even i mean because we obviously have all this social media everything in our hands so regardless no one's no one's saying it to your face anymore you can just do it online you don't even have to know the person exactly and and i think that's even more vile to the human psyche yeah when these younger kids get older i hope that that changes a little bit it's definitely from our generation and before like boomers gen xers and millennial early millennials we've just made it a a, a shit show bro i mean it like, definitely is it a is shit show versus like now you know with the way kids are with the with the communicating and fighting like online and the bullying versus like back in the day when we were kids oh it was on bullies it was on the, i'm like yeah. we'll knock on your door and it's going to go down yeah on your front porch stuff, yeah you know? dude right <laughs> and like me outside i'm going to beat you up in front of your parents on your front porch yep <laughs> and it's going to go down and i'll be gone before the cops right. come yeah and everything's chill it, it was really bad or they'll drop you off at home after kill, kicking your ass literally, literally. Literally, it's happened to me. Like, yeah. 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 And they're just like, here you go. And you're like, thanks. I've had had bullies in the whole town come to my front doorstep and Uh. yell at my parents to let me out so they can kick my ass. It was because I was gay. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm just like, this is the most like, wild what thing. I'm like, I have like the whole town right now. The, these two blocks of like bullies, damn babe. girls and guys that want me out, calling me faggot. They want me out in front of my porch because they want to beat me up. Yeah, and it's like, what is that? And like, it's like, it's the most wildest thing. But it's funny now, us being like, you know, our, you know, forty, forty-one, whatever. A lot of those people that have done that, like to me when I was a kid, those are not my friends. Yeah, and they now are recovered bigots. It, Right, they, they are. Right. They're recovered bigots, is, and it's okay. Which is weird because for me, I'm like, you know, yeah, was it a shitty thing? But I also had a thick bone, a thick yeah. backbone. I'm like, yep. I'm a street kid, mm-hmm. so I'm like, I can take it. But like, I also am forgiving, and I'm like, we were fucking kids. It yeah. is what it is. Like, if you're down, I'm down. Me too. Yeah. I'm. I'm all about like, the thing is, is 
I've had to forgive a lot of people in my life from really early on. So maybe that's why I'm good at it. Right. But I honestly had carried a lot of anger for a long time. And when I started just not even necessarily forgiving people as much as just not caring as much, it helped not like feel that burden of like the weight on my shoulders of all of that shit they're trying to put on you. Cause the only reason why someone's trying to say something to you negative or put down on you or beat you up or anything is because it's something within themselves. You made well, first of all, you made them so uncomfortable that it's something within them and not you. You're yeah. not the fucking problem. No, it's definitely someone else. And that's that's why I sit and say now, I'm like, it's if someone is so bothered by anything of, you know, who they're bothered by, it's like it's something within them. So if someone's, you know, calling you a slur of any kind, like there's some kind of hatred within themselves because of they're their calling self. themselves it's, that. It's, that's mm-hmm. them inside. Exactly. Not, they're not. They're projecting themselves onto you. Hey, okay. Now I'm stealing the mic. So we went on about bullying, right? And we started to think too. What are some of the things when friends are bringing up grief in a group setting, or when one of the people in our friend group has now passed and how do we all support one another one of the ways that I like to do it I'm going to give you three different ways that you can help your friends that are going through grief and how you can help everyone get through it together in moments that are a little just harder to carry one of the ways that I like to support friends or colleagues or neighbors when there is a loss that is not affecting me directly is I will, you know, give them my condolences, of course, and ask them what kind of food restrictions they have. And then I will make sure to prepare or go out and get at least like five days worth of food for the people because whoever's suffering the loss. Because the first couple weeks, you're in disbelief and eating is just not even an option. So one of the things that I like to do and I like to give advice to do is to just, you know, find out what their foods are, their safe foods or anything that makes them feel just comforted, um, but nutritious in some way and go get that for them. Don't make it a, don't tell them you're going to do that specifically. Just go out and do it and give it to them and they will be very grateful and maybe even text them and remind them to eat those things that you left Um, because again it is one of the hardest things to do when someone you love um, has passed or whenever you're going through grief whatever it is I mean this can even be a friend or family member that you know that is going through like depression or anything really The second thing I like to do is to acknowledge their feelings and not try to talk about my own. It's really hard for me because I'm one of those people uh, who I think I'm relating to you by telling you a story that's like what you just told me about myself. So in times of grief, I consciously will tell myself to stop and listen to them and just address what they're saying. Like, thank you for telling me that. I'm sorry that's what is going on right now, but what can I do right now to help you get through this moment, you know, and maybe like see if there's a craft you can do, if you can read them a book, 
It's something as simple as turning on their favorite movie to distract them. Just do anything you can to focus on them and um, remind them they're not a burden and remind them that this is okay and thank them for sharing this deeply vulnerable moment with you. And third, the last thing is, (laughs) it's not my favorite one, but every week try to make physical contact, like go over or at least FaceTime and try to see if they need help, like taking out the trash or cleaning the dishes, just general hygiene type stuff. Like if you notice they haven't taken a shower in a couple days, just be like, hey, I just tried out this new soap. I want you to try it. But just like getting them to stay in contact with people is what all three of these things is supporting. And then two, keep them nourished and clean and seen. Nourished, clean, and seen, my friends. <laughs> That's one, two, and three of how to help someone in grief. Sergio and I went on talking more and more about what we've been through, and that was amazing. But then I actually ended up not going home after being at the studio. I ended up rolling through one of my best friend's houses, and we talked about the Barbie movie and the music of the Barbie movie. And then we started singing Ken's song and it was the Matchbox 20 song. And we started to explore what we might think the lyrics mean. So come with me and be a part of Chloe, Jesse and I discuss Matchbox 20's meaning of their song on the Barbie movie. The one that Ken sings all the time. Just listen, listen to this. That's crazy. And that's touched me and I feel like something's gonna give. I'm a little bit angry. Well, this ain't over. No, not here. Not this juncture. But that song clearly doesn't have a meaning about what I thought it was. Like the Ken I, song? Or this no, one. Oh. Yeah, the no, Matchbox I don't really... 20. I really thought it was gonna be about how someone... <clears throat> If they were really telling you that I'm just going to take you for granted and push you around instead of telling you I love you. Like, I thought it was going to say, like, I wish you would just tell me the truth and and not pretend to love me. <laughs> and instead of, like, I don't know what I thought, but that and, was like, not. Like, transparent that they're angry or something? Yeah. Or transparent with their anger? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, I couldn't tell you what the song's about, to be honest. <laughs> no, especially when they bring a baby into it at the end. I was like, wait, now we're pregnant? Like, when did we get pregnant in the song? The song is sung from the perspective of Rob Thomas's emotionally abusive ex-girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> so he's saying it. But from a woman's perspective. Right. Nice. So, bless. Yeah. <laughs> so, how kind of. So, basically, it was the perfect song for Ken to, to be singing in the Barbie movie. Because he was disillusioned. And, he was, and he's, like, kind of saying, yeah, he's disillusioned. Mm-hmm. He's feeling like he doesn't have a voice yeah. in his mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Wow. Whoever did the musical selection. For Mark that, Ronson. Mark Ronson did Mark. it. I, it was, was like the perfect everybody for that movie. Like, Mark Ronson's mm-hmm. so good. 
Hey, so we're going to have Sergio on off and on whenever he's available. And so if you have a specific question for Sergio and not me, (laughs) yeah, if you want some free therapy from Sergio, you just just on your topic or let me know as you DM me or uh, email me at the Billy uh, Billy Eilish. Wow. (laughs) I'm Billy Eilish's mother. I'm her grandma. (laughs) But if you want to email me at jellyfish.shovel at Gmail with any of your questions, or obviously you can DM me on Be Jellyfish at Be Jellyfish anywhere how you guys already are contacting me. Again, you can also leave your messages on Spotify or uh, comments on Apple Podcasts and I will get back to you. If you want Sergio to be the one answering that question, you can just put his name on it and I will know. Yeah. But thanks for coming today, Sergio. Thanks and- for even inviting me in to do this. I've never done something like this and I think it's pretty cool and like we said earlier free therapy it is free therapy um, we need it so if people want to talk about some shit all the things any kind of things um the book's open just to share about open topics and opinions and thoughts and like let's get it out there yeah thanks so much for taking the time really seriously i know you have a very busy schedule but yeah he'll be back soon and thanks for listening this week uh patreon members thank you so much for being our patrons your patron you're not my patreon i'm your <laughs> patreon okay have a good week y'all bye uh.